You are listening to First Metro Security's weekly podcast series delivered every Tuesday where we will be featuring timely and relevant discussions on the Philippine stock market and the economy in the hope of providing investing and trading guidance on a weekly basis. Please welcome your host for this series, Royce Aguilar from the Research Department at First MetroSec. Hello everyone, good day and welcome to the third episode of our weekly podcast. This is Royce from the research team and for those that are tuning in for the first time, our sequence here in our podcast is we'll discuss the weekly summary outlook for the PSEI and then we'll mention some stock picks. And then afterwards, we'll talk about a theme that has been in the ears or minds of investors traders for the past week or past couple of weeks. So moving to the weekly summary. After a volatile week last week, so the PSCI declined by around 80 points, close at 5541.95, so we were down by 1.5%. And that was that mostly happened on Friday's close. Of course, we saw uh, some data and guidance from both private and public sectors signaling more headwinds ahead in the country. So first, we had lackluster earnings from the likes of JGS, Alalan, Semerara. So we also saw some slower than expected remittances numbers from our overseas Filipinos. So growth only came around 2.5% compared to expected of 37 Of course, moving forward, we do expect this OFW remittances number to contract. And given the repatriation and the like. Another headwind was the government cutting its GDP forecast to a range of negative 2% to negative 3%. Of course, at the start of the lockdown, they were quite positive. They sounded off that GDP numbers at least came in flat. But now, given the new developments, given more data coming in, they are now seeing a slight contraction in the economy here in the Philippines. So, they also warned regarding unemployment that can surge around 10% this year. So, huge jump. So moving into our expectations for the week, we do expect the market to trade sideways with a bit of optimism. Of course, this is the first week of the modified enhanced community quarantine. The Especially here in NCR, no, they're partly restoring the economic activity in the capital. But also, it poses risk of a second wave. So you have to match both of those things up. Sentiment may further be lifted by the executive branches proposing economic recovery plan under the call this PH Progresso. Another potential game changer is the lowering of the corporate tax. So what they're proposing is to immediately lower corporate income tax from 30 to 25% by July. Of course, the difference compared to their initial plan prior to this pandemic was to lower the corporate income tax by 1% every year. But now they're seeing some headwinds in the corporate sector, in the private sector. And this is a huge development that could really help our corporates. So that's why we are cautiously optimistic, at least for this week. Okay, so moving on to our stock picks for the week. We have three. So we have two buy calls and one sell call. So let's discuss first the buy calls. So as I mentioned in our outlook, we are seeing the effect of the modified enhanced community quarantine and our stock pick this week is Robinson's Retail Holdings Inc. So of course, no select establishments will partially open the likes of hardware stores, clothing, baby care supply stores, pet supply stores, toy stores, electric equipment stores, and even with select hardware, toys, specialty stores opening up. RHI is actually set to benefit from that since around 23% of its net sales, basing it from the first quarter earnings, comes from those segments. Of course, we may see some a bit of pent-up demand from consumers, so we do expect sales to slightly pick up from here on. Of course, that being said, we recommend buying RHI from current prices and on pullbacks at around until 65 pesos. 
Another bypick of ours is LT Groups. Of course, it released its first quarter earnings last Friday afternoon. It actually posted net income of 6.2 billion, so that's 41% increase year in year. That's above consensus estimate it, and it was driven by the strong performance of its tobacco business so it's the philip morris fortune tobacco corp so you'll see the likes of marlboro jackpot so those are its products the tobacco business actually um, specifically outperformed mainly because of higher share of premium marlboro as well as price increases implemented late last year so it actually um, trickled down to the start of the year so of course now given the earnings underperformance of most index names Seeing LT Group perform this way, coupled with the gradual resumption of operations in the industry, recall that tobacco product manufacturing at most 50% workers can actually go into the facility already to work. So we do think those are enough reasons for investors to pick up the stock while it is trading near support at 7 pesos. So there, so we have a buy call for RHI and LTG. In the latter part of last week, Shell, Filipina Shell Petroleum Corp, disclosed their earnings and they incurred a 5.5 billion net loss in first quarter 2019. So of course, you could attribute that to the lower demand, oil demand, due to the two-week quarantine in March and the collapse in global oil prices. So actually, they mentioned that during the second half of March, volumes dropped by over 50%. So that's a lot. So of course, no, that is a sell call for us because due to the low demand of oil, this could actually be sig- more significantly felt in the second quarter. And they also mentioned some cash conservation measures. They cut their capex and also they actually delayed their dividend decision. So uh, keep in mind that some investors are actually buying Shell with the dividends in, when getting dividends in mind. So due to these developments, uh, negative developments, we do suggest some investors or traders to lighten position on this stock. Moving to our theme for the week or issue. So of course, last week we talked about the ABS and now we would like to talk about the water issue in the Philippines. So of course, no, um, the issue right now is the Manila Water Manila are in talks with the government in terms of their new concession agreement. And this stemmed for this issue came after the water shortage, after the government seemed that the water concessioners are underperforming in terms of their duty as a water concessioner. And that's why Duterte now is asking his uh, cabinet to look into the deal or the concession agreement. So that's where we are now. Of course, specifically, there there has been some progress in terms of um, sentiment saying after Duterte said sorry to the Pangilinan, Ayala. And of course, investors took that positively and they're now seeing a bit of chance that there will be a concession agreement. But uh, of course, for us, I would like to take us a bit to acknowledge the historical context of the deal. Okay. So, of course, no, the water privatization in Metro Manila began in the Ramos era, in the Ramos administration, when, when he instructed the government to solve what he called the water crisis in Manila by engaging with the private sector. Of course, at that time, it was the MWSS operating the, the west and east zone in the Philippines. So, of course, no, it saw some inefficiencies in terms of operation that was disclosed uh, in the news. So, it actually tried to bid it out to private companies. So, in 1997, two concession contracts for the eastern and western halves of Metro Manila were awarded after an open competition. So, Manila uh, was awarded to the joint venture of the French Suez and the Filipino brand Ben Press Holding for the West Zone. So that's for Manila. And Manila Water was awarded to the Ayalas now. And I think, I believe they're also partnered with Jap- Japan's Mitsubishi at that time. 
So, of course, the concessions represent the largest population served by private operators. So, both winning companies Manilad and Manila Water submitted bids with extremely low water tariffs. Of course, now we have to acknowledge that economic conditions of the Philippines were different back then. Of course, according to WMWSS officer before, that they invested at a time when nobody wanted to invest in water utilities. So, what happened was there had to be incentive so investors would come in. So, in a nutshell, Manila Water and Manila took the risk of fix fixing these water services without knowing how messy the system was before and whether the estimated cost for the overhaul would be enough. So, of course, no, they found a deal. It would be reasonable enough for them to work with. The concession agreement between MWSS and the two concessionaires basically ensures that Manila Water and Maynilad will, a- will be able to recover what they spent to overhaul Metro Manila's water system. According to the agreement, so this was the part of the concession agreement before, that rates should be set at a level that will permit the concessionaire to recover over the 25-year term of the concession operating, capital, maintenance, and investment expenditures efficiently and prudently incurred. So, of course not. What was included in the agreement also was the rates would change once every five years to take into account current market conditions, the Philippine economy's performance, new laws, as well as the company's future investment plans. Of course, no, there is also the regular rate adjustment done yearly. So this is what we're actually seeing most of the time. This takes into account inflation, foreign exchange rate, and even some unforeseen events such, such as droughts. That's basically the content of the agreement. So I would like to bring us back into a bit of history. So of course, from 1997 until 2000, early 2000, it was smooth sailing a bit. However, in 2003, Maynilad was not satisfied with the result of the first amendment of the concession contract. It actually refused to pay concession fees to the MWSS back then. Eventually, in December 2002, Maynilad requested for the early termination of the contract. So despite the tariff increases and the lower targets, Manila went bankrupt in 2003. So the Philippine government actually did not return the West Manila to public management. But they, they offered Manila for sale in 2006. The likes of DMCI, MPI bought it, bought Manila. So they are the owners as of this moment. So there, as for Manila Water's case, it improved its performance and gained the trust of investors in 2003 actually. The IPO'd pa noong 2004. It was deemed as the first IPO since the East Asian financial crisis in 1997. So, there. So, it was a tale of two water concessionaires back then. So, moving forward now, back to the water rates, the proposal to increase rates every year. So, every time that was going to be talked about, tensions would rise. So, there was even a report from Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism that MWSS and Manila Water clashed when the latter sent around documents just before MWSS closed its doors. And keep in mind, I think when talking about higher rates, at the start, Manila's basic charge for the West Zone was around 7.2 pesos per cubic meter, with Manila Water around 4 pesos per cubic meter. Today, Manila is now around 36 pesos per cubic meter, while Manila water is around 28 pesos per cubic meter. So that's the big difference. And that's what they're basically talking about in terms of this huge increase. Of course, now keep in mind, as I mentioned before, this takes into account uh, economic performance of Philippines, which has significantly moved from back then. Inflation, so there. In 2013, the, these two concessionaires proposed to raise water rates, right? So they wanted a hike of 8 pesos or 25% higher. 
So instead of an increase, which the companies were entitled to as per the concession agreement, recall that's what we talked about earlier. Despite that, the rates were even slashed by the MWSS in 2015. So what MWSS said was the concessioners cannot pass on income taxes to consumers. So moving forward, years after, both companies took the case all the way to the Permanent Court of Arbitration Singapore. So Manila had won their case in 2018. So it was actually where the government was urged to pay 3.4 billion pesos. Manila Water recently, that's what the issue is now, recently got a favorable ruling just last November. Assuring the company of 7.4 billion from the Philippine government. And then, as after that November 2019 ruling, here we are now discussing a new concession agreement between the concessioners and the government. So that is basically the short history of it. At least now we're a bit of aware where did this come from? At least both the side of the government and both the, and the side of the water concessioners. So if you ask what I think, at least my personal opinion, I think there will be a concession agreement between Manila Water, Maynilad, among Manila Water, Maynilad, and the government. But the thing here is the content is still what is being significantly talked about. And that's what we have to take into consideration because the value of the, the water concessioners, the Manila Water, the Maynilad, will be significantly based from their new concession agreement. Their earnings moving forward will be based from that as well. So we're cautiously optimistic as well in terms of this um, water concession agreement issue. But as of the moment, it seems it's going that way that there may be likely a concession agreement. But again, the details on the agreement is one we should look out for. So that is the water privatization issue. And I hope it helped you at least had some guidance on the issue. So hope to hear or see you again next week in our next podcast where we talk about the next issues, the theme for the week, and anything that could help us in our investing journey. So there, this is Rosegula from the Research Department. Have a good week ahead, and as always, your future first. Thanks for listening to First Metro Security's weekly stock market podcast. Please don't forget to follow us to get first dibs on our next episodes. To join the First MetroSec family, head over to www.facebook.com slash groups slash First MetroSec and access up-to-date market news and information, First MetroSec exclusives, and the opportunity to connect with your fellow Filipino investors and traders.